Hello and welcome to the Abundantly Successful Show, the show for conscious entrepreneurs who have the deep desire to turn their passion to a successful and thriving business, all while making a huge impact in the world. I'm your host, Kay Sanders, also known as the creator of possibilities. And our topic today is a very powerful topic. It's about personal branding, the, or actually the power of personal branding. And our expert today is Devereaux Walton, and she's a, a, she's a personal brand consultant, also known as the authority on authority. So how cool is that, right? So without further ado, let me introduce you to uh, Deborah. Hello, thanks for being here. Great to have you. Hi, Kay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here today. Yes, and I'm delighted to pick your brain about personal branding. <laughs> awesome. But, I'm so excited. <laughs> but before we dive into the content, why don't you share with us a little bit of like who you are, what you do, and my most favorite question, why you do what you do. Sure. So I'm a personal brand strategist and consultant. I work with heart-driven women entrepreneurs to increase their exposure, credibility, and revenue without paying for advertising or public relations. A lot of my peers in the industry, they work with entrepreneurs, small businesses, corporate executives, but you do end up having to foot the bill with ads and with public relations, publicity, just to get your name out there. My method does not involve paying for the publicity. It's a way to do it with a strategic plan that integrates within the marketing plan for your business. And so essentially what I do is I help women that are selling their time, skills, and talents to figure out what their message should be to which ideal audience how to connect with their audience and do it in a consistent way to captivate them and turn them from prospects that are interested into paying clients. And so I fell into this from working in corporate marketing, got my MBA, and somewhere along the way, I just felt like there was more passion on my heart than just working for a corporation and really not being able to see those tangible results. And so on the side, I started doing personal styling. And so on evenings and weekends, I would start to just style women for different conferences, different events they may have had coming up. And in those styling sessions, a lot of the women that were business owners knew my background in marketing. They would just pick my brain asking questions about how they could really get their name out there for their business to really add to the bottom line. And personal branding for me just kind of fell into my lap that way. I was just doing it for fun, having a great time and getting some really amazing and awesome results. And it's really my passion to see women transform not just their business, but really it's personal and it's a part of who you are. So they transform themselves in the process and your business is an extension of you. That's what most entrepreneurs do not realize any mindset issues, any mental roadblocks, however you are thinking about yourself when you look in the mirror, your business will show that. And so I help women to go through the discovery process of that journey and building the story to share what they do with the world. I love it. And you know, it's funny, like I think, you know, our profession usually finds us rather than the other way around, right? <laughs> it just, I mean, that's literally, it just falls into your lap, but you don't even notice because sometimes you're so passionate about something. You have that fire, you have that love and that joy 
that you're really not pursuing it. It's just something that you do because you love to do. And then when you find out, Hey, I can get paid for this. It's like mm -hmm. the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. And you know, I love what you said that, you know, our business is like really kind of like the reflection of like, you know, who we are and you know, it's like our extension. I really love that. So now, you know, let's talk about branding. I mean, what exactly is personal branding and why is it so important? Absolutely. So a brand is a sense of identity. It's how you define who you are and what you do. And your personal brand, what most women don't realize is you're not separate from your business. When you're selling your time, your skills, you're selling essentially yourself. And so you have to figure out how you want to define yourself so that you can define yourself and not let others define you. So it's really that sense of identity to determine the perception that you want others to have of you. And it goes really, really deep because a lot of women are targeting way too many different customer profiles. They're trying to reach everyone in their services. There's chaos in the people they're trying to reach. There's chaos in the services they're offering. And it's just so clouded that it's really hard for them to sift through it all and really define what essentially that it is they do and excel at when they do in their business. So branding is really building that foundation for defining who you are, what you do at the core, and then being able to have a strategy in place to share that in a consistent and concise way with your ideal audience. It's an art and a science. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, one thing that I heard you basically say is that it's really also important to know who your ideal client is, like having a niche. Because I know so many people, you know, that, you know, I mean, I do a lot of outreach. And whenever I ask, like, who do you work with? You know, what's your ideal client? Well, I have, you know, I work with anyone that wants to be more happier in their life or wants change. So basically what you just said is you really got to know your niche and choose a niche in order to really have an effective branding. Is that what you basically said? Absolutely. You have to narrow it down. It's not the first thing you do when you are creating your brand, but it's one of the first things you do. It's not the absolute first, but it's definitely in the introductory part of building the brand to have that foundation. And a lot of women will either just say, I work with anyone that will pay me, anyone with a pulse, or they will list off categories of customer profiles, but it's like 10 of them. And I understand a lot of women do want to help everyone under the sun, but it's just not going to be effective in your business, in your marketing, in your service offerings to do that. So it really is crucially important to have a specific audience niche tailored for your business in order for you to be successful. So like you mentioned a couple other things like, you know, from your, from message and you know who you are and your identity. So, you know, as far as the brand goes, I mean, it's what all is included in a brand. Cause I mean, I actually thought it was more like, you know, the coloring that you use, maybe a logo and those type of things. So I, it sounds like there's a lot more to the brand than just those things. Absolutely. So the brand starts with that initial strategy. It starts with the foundation of those different elements and pieces of identity, which are the characteristics that define who you are and what you do, and your individuality, which are the characteristics that define how you set yourself apart from others. Your brand also does include your messaging, which really ties in with the targeted audience, as I just mentioned before. And certainly, last but not least, it's your image. So it's every single touch point 
that a customer will have with you. It could be you hosting an event live in your local city, or it could be your Facebook profile. It could be your logo. It could be your slogan, your business cards. Every touch point that your customers will have with you in your business is a part of your marketing and your branding. That's actually called a marketing asset. So your logo is a part of your branding. It's not, um, you know, the only part of branding. And that's the, the most fun part about what I do is a lot of people just think, okay, I'm going to build a brand. I'm just going to choose logos and colors and that's it. That's only the beginning. And really the logo development should happen after a lot of the strategy work up front on the audience, the services, and the messaging because the logo should be integrated to reflect that and to support that, not necessarily the starting point and then everything else with the services and the messaging is figured out later. It should actually be the reverse. So a lot of people, um, they do it wrong and you know, it's okay. Um, I think, Kay, you just don't know what you don't know. And a lot of people, when they build a business, they just get so excited to do what they love. They have a passion in an area, for example, life coaching. And you've got all the spiritual and emotional guidance and expertise, and you know all the different psychology techniques. But what they don't know is how to run a business. And so you cannot serve clients and you cannot scale to – really support yourself in your business if you don't know how to run the business. And for a lot of people, they just want to put themselves out there without really thinking through how it will all integrate into their business and their brand. And so it's a really important part for long-term success. Now, would you say that also consistency in like our message, in our colors, in our, you know, like the, the marketing material that we're using, is there, should we also be more consistent with, how we show up and like all the things that we create and like I said, the, the messaging and everything. Yes. Consistency is important. And that's part of why the strategy around deciding those different facets of your brand is a crucial part of that strategy so that you can determine what you will be sharing. So in the messaging, it should be the same core message. You should be speaking to the same core audience every single time. Your logo should never really change its color. Um, you know, you should place the logo on your marketing asset materials. Um, consistency is really important. And the modern buyer today will look at a potential um, offering that they're considering between eight and 12 times before making a purchase. And so having that consistency is an important part of supporting the buyer through that journey process so that you're on top of their mind when they're thinking about considering you for a service. And when they see your logo or they see maybe a particular color that you're always using, they can instantly connect to recognize that's who you are. Yeah, because I mean, like even like Nike, you know, you have that just do it and you know, it's Nike, right? So I mean, that's, yeah. that's part of branding as well, right? And that's the power of branding, Kay. That's honestly the, the really strong power that it has is when you have that recognition, you build that loyalty among your audience, you're really able to command premiums because you're not just a generic offering. It's just like going to the grocery store and buying Kroger brand Honey Nut Cheerios or the version of that compared to General Mills Honey Nut Cheerios, you can command premium pricing when you do have that brand in place. So the consistency is really, really important. 
Now, what would you say are the biggest, you know, mistakes or challenges, you know, entrepreneurs have when it comes around their branding? I'd say the biggest challenge is that most people just don't spend time on it. They don't know it's important. And so they don't spend time on it. It's almost like an afterthought, kind of like accounting or, you know, having the structure and the foundation for your business model. It's almost like a lot of entrepreneurs just get so excited. They want to get out there and they just rush and do it without really thinking through building that foundation. And it's often, I think of the analogy of building a house. When you want to build a house without having a blueprint, you have no idea where you're going to set the rooms to go, where the wiring will be, how the foundation will be set. If you're going to have a basement or just the first and second floor, you've got to really think through the long-term plan before you just put yourself out there. Because what tends to happen is, when entrepreneurs just throw themselves out there, they just get out, start serving clients, they churn their wheels, and they're almost like spinning wheels in mud. They just get stuck. They can't move past a certain point. And so they've wasted a lot of time and a lot of money. Then they have to go back and almost redo from the ground up all of that time and effort that they could have just initially invested in up front. I think the second problem I see a lot of entrepreneurs make is they just try to do everything on their own, whether it's accounting or having a business plan or creating their brand, creating their messaging, trying to optimize their website. All of these different pieces are important to running your business. And what a lot of people don't realize is investing in help when you know you need the help is the best thing that you can do instead of waiting until you get stuck or waiting until it's been 10 years and you've already spent $100,000 and now you're going to get help. When you invest early on, you are fast tracking your success. So by investing in having a brand strategist come in and help you figure out your messaging, your positioning, your logo, your different um, marketing assets, that gives you the fast track so that you don't have to waste years and thousands upon thousands of dollars and then go back and redo it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But like, how, what, what recommendations do you have? Because I know for me, for example, when I started out back in 2012, I started out as a holistic life coach. And then I did was still not the right thing. Then I had even done some sales coaching. Then I got into, you know, business coaching in 2015. But since then, I actually added the mindset piece and then now the spiritual. So now my brand is completely different than it was when I first started out. So, and I, I've seen it a lot, you know, when, when I start, when I work with people, you know, they're just starting out, they're in the coaching industry and they pick a niche and then, you know, a couple of years down the road or as they are in that field, they realize, you know what, I really don't like this. Maybe I want to shift to, to something different, work with different people. So, I mean, if they would have invested all that money in branding right, you know, at the beginning and then they say, hey, I don't want to do this no more, then they basically have to start, you know, from scratch again, right? So, do you have some, right. some pointers around that? Yes. Well, you know, part of it, again, is I think just getting so, so excited about what you want to do and just going out there and putting yourself out in the world without really thinking it through. And a lot of people just shoot from the hip. And you can do that. You can spend the time, the effort, kind of figuring it out along the way. And sometimes you don't know what you will or won't like until you try it. Mm -hmm. But if you spend the time just working through really discovering what your purpose is, what your true interests are, 
then you will really begin to see how it unfolds in front of you. And so I, I would almost say that for entrepreneurs who are multi-passionate, they enjoy several things, or if they like something but they don't love it, there's a difference. When you like it, you enjoy it, it's cool to do, it's like, great, well, if I have an, an afternoon on a Sunday when I'm not doing anything, I'll go and do this. But if you love something, you're fully committed, you are without a doubt not going to let anything stop you from doing it. And you're constantly thinking about it. You're constantly learning things. You pick up on things faster than other people. And you really, truly excel in that one area. That's the difference between like and love. And I think a lot of people just want the freedom of entrepreneurship, but they don't know how much sacrifice it takes. They don't really think through the difference between liking or loving something because you do invest a lot in your business as an entrepreneur starting out. You invest time, you invest money, you invest energy, and you really don't want that to be a waste. And so I, I would really rec recommend a lot of early entrepreneurs to spend that time up front doing more self-discovery work to really decide, okay, this sounds exciting and fun, and I'm caught up in the idea of it being new and shiny, but is this something I truly love and not just like? So if you can find maybe a life coach or if you work with, for example, myself, I do that self-discovery with my clients. Not every brand consultant will do it. So you really just have to look at what people are offering to really understand if that's a good service for you to invest in. Because as you know, Kay, not all life coaches provide the same services. And so it's really about taking that time to do the self-discovery, do the work up front so that you are not paying the price for it later because everything comes at a cost. Yeah. And you know, I like what you mentioned about, you know, the sacrifice, because I mean, as entrepreneurs, I believe that entrepreneurship is a wild roller coaster, right? And I think if you're not really in it to, you know, for the right reason, it can actually knock you off track and then you end up giving up. So, you know, but at what point do you really think that someone should, you know, bring in an outside source, you know, like brand specialist or a brand consultant to really help them figure figure out, you know, what's my brand, you know, what do I want to stand for? Well, this is a really great question. I love to answer it. And the real true answer is different for everyone. Some people are type A high achievers. They want to do something, they want to do it right. And when they really just go for the gold and not just settling for the silver, there's really a, a difference in that mindset. And so for those types of people, Early on, when you're wanting to start your business, once you have an idea of your offering, your services, even if you have the idea of a couple of different services and you just say, I want to start Walton Consulting Group and I want to offer X, Y, and Z, that's a great time to come and work with a personal brand strategist like myself because I'll help you to sift through that. We work through it and then we build your brand around the one true offering that you have. Um, for other people that have been in their business 5, 10, 15 months, weeks, years, and they've just gotten to a point where they're frustrated, they don't have consistent income, they don't have consistent clients, they're spending money on ads and they're just not seeing a return, at a point that you feel like you've hit a dead end and if you know that marketing is not your strength, that's another great time for you to hire a personal brand strategist like myself to really come in and help you make those shifts so you can have a 360 in your business and really scale it to the level you want. 
Mm. Now, if someone wants to, you know, kind of get started with the branding, but it's not really ready to actually make that investment in a brand, you know, a branding consultant, like where could they start? What should they start with actually to just kind of get the branding uh, get branding rolling? So in terms of someone who wants to start doing a lot of the branding and maybe doesn't have the resources, um, my best recommendation would be to find a community. So there are at least 30 groups I can think of on LinkedIn or on Facebook that you can join just to get advice and tips. Um, but I, I do realize that a lot of the information you will find online is surface level and within almost any area, whether it's sales, whether it's branding, whether it's accounting, you can find the tips to scratch the surface, but to really dig in, it is going to take the investment and it really just goes back to sacrifice. So every entrepreneur I know, whether they've been in their business for 10 months or 10 years has made major sacrifices on their time, their energy and their resources. And it's, it's just an investment that you have to pay, be fully committed and, and put in the effort so that you can see the return on the other side. I've spoken to thousands of women over the past five years or so that have invested to work with someone and they don't get results. And so they're burned and scarred from investing again. But what they have to realize is that when you do invest, it's not just about paying money. It's also about doing the work. You, you can't just invest financially, but not mentally and with your time. It has to be a triple threat in order for you to really get to that next level. And I always say that success is something that will stretch you. So it really will stretch you to go beyond the point where you think you can only go and really just surpass that stopping point. And that's where the development and growth come from is when you really do push through to that next level. And I mean, early on, you actually mentioned something about the mindset. And I really believe that it's all about the mindset. I mean, because everything like what you mentioned, you know, you got to push through. And even if you work with someone and they might be the best coach out there, but if mentally you're simply not in alignment with the success that you could be creating, because I mean, I believe also, let's say if someone would want to work with a branding specialist, I think it's also mentally, they have to be prepared for the success that will come when you work with a specialist, when you work with an expert, because <clears throat> I've seen a lot of people that they say they want to become successful. They invest a lot of money, but they're so afraid of actually stepping into that spotlight, becoming that, becoming that success. So energetically, they're really blocking all the success to come to them. And actually that was, that's what would happen to me. Like early on, I was working with a coach and yes, I want to have the success, but internally I was really afraid to, Hey, what's going to happen if I'm out there and those type of things. And early on, I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that challenge. I mean, have you ever experienced that as well with you? What would you do with your clients when you work with them on branding that they're just resisting what you're doing with them and just being out there more? Mindset is so crucially important, Kay. And again, you know, as you mentioned, you know, every coach has a different offering. And so every coach is a little bit different. I do mindset work with my clients and it's, it's a major part of the breakthrough that they're able to achieve. And a lot of women are fearful of success. They can easily sit in a chair at a brunch table and tell friends and family, yeah, I want to be on Forbes.com. I want to go do a TED talk. I want to speak to, I want to do a 
training and speak to 5,000 people, but to actually put the work in, put the time in to make it happen is scary. It's scary to get on a TED stage. It's scary to publish a book. It's scary to train 5,000 people in one room live with them just staring at you from the audience. And a lot of people want the glitz and glamour. They want the fame. And of course they want to get paid. But at the end of the day, that fear, if it is blocking, if the fear is greater than the desire for success, it's going to block you from achieving and attaining it, period, every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, one of the things that I also realized a lot, you know, is like a lot of people, they're actually afraid of being visible. And I yes. believe like when it comes to your branding, I mean, that is like your business face. That's your face off your company. So you got to be out there. You got to be visible, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we look at large multinational organizations that are hiring people as spokespeople. I mean, we see it in the sports industry all of the time. Under Armour hires um, professional athletes as spokespeople. And, you know, there's a reason why, because people buy when they feel connected to other people. So when you are an entrepreneur, By default, especially as a solopreneur, you're the only one in your business. You're the face. (laughs) Whether or not you you want to be, whether or not you think about it, you are it. People are going to look at you. They're going to decide if they want to work with you because of your demeanor and your ability to show that you can help them to accomplish those results that they're looking for. So in a sense, you've got to be the end product. And for a lot of my clients, they are helping their clients to achieve something and overcome something they personally have overcome themselves. So they've got that added level of authenticity and that makes all the difference in being able to have genuine real conversations with their audience. And it really does make a big impact on their business. And you, you just said one word that I would like to kind of like dig a little bit deeper on that, which is authenticity. Yeah, I said it right. <laughs> I stumble over those words sometimes. But, you know, I believe that this is really so, so important. And I've seen a lot of people, they, they model other experts to the point where they try to be those other experts. So how does that really relate to the whole branding and, you know, branding your business, branding yourself? The number one worst thing any entrepreneur can do is to mimic their competitors. You have to come to the table having something different in order to stand out. But here's the key. Okay, as we just mentioned, a lot of people don't want to stand out. They want to blend in because it's safe, it's easy, and it's comfortable. When you're authentic in who you are, really owning and embracing that, it's okay for you to let your guard down. And guess what? other people will gravitate towards you when you're just you. Mm -hmm. So personally for myself, I happen to be in the millennial generation and I happen to not really believe a lot of things that other people in my generation do believe in. And I'm very old school. (laughs) I'm very conservative. Um, You know, I almost should be like in Gen X. I, I love 80s music. So I'm, I'm a millennial, but, um, you know, I really, I really don't identify with a lot of the things that my generation does. And so I, I let that show in my branding. I'm very conservative. You know, I'm just, I'm me. I'm just me. I, I think it's really important because if I tried to go on, um, you know, a video or even here today on this podcast, if I tried to show up and, you know, be like some of the, the, 
music video stars and, and show that type of personality or the reality TV stars that we see on television, that's just not me. It's not going to work. You're going to see through it because you're going to see that I'm being fake. You're going to just look and hear what I'm saying. You're going to look at me and you're just going to think, Mm, something's off with her. I don't know exactly what it is, but something's just not quite right. So you have to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest myths is that people that are introverted, they can't be successful in their branding. You absolutely can. All you have to do is embrace who you are and leverage that. If you're soft-spoken, you can leverage that. If you are the type of person that likes to listen more than talk, you can leverage that. You just have to really, and that's part of the self-discovery is really define who you are, get in tune with it, embrace it and, and own it. And, you know, one of the things I say is that really my life purpose is to inspire women to discover, embrace and leverage their personal power. And that's really it. That's what you have to do is be authentic be genuine in who you are so that you can really shine because there's no other way for you to shine without really letting your guard down. Exactly. You know, I I love what you just said. I mean, I believe when we are in the people business, especially if we're coaches, consultants, healers, you know, the conscious entrepreneurs, we are in the people business. And, you know, I mean, I make mistakes. You know, I've talked fast. I stumbled over my words, but I like to call it perfectly imperfect. (laughs) Right. But, you know, I've been, I actually had a conversation with someone before that when I talked to that person over the phone, you know, I was like, okay, that person is really great. And then I actually worked with this person and it was completely different, you know, like online, like, or like over the phone, they pretend to be like very upbeat and very, you know, positive and, and, you know, perfect in a sense, you know, but then when I actually talked to them, they were very rude, very rushing and completely different. So I felt, I felt kind of like cheated because I I bought into the person that I talked to initially. And then when I actually worked with a person, it was like two completely, two completely people. And I've seen that a lot where people, let's say on, you know, interviews or, you know, other things that they're doing online, they show up as a specific person trying to appear perfect, trying to appear as this one particular person that caters to all these different people. But then behind the scene, they're completely different. I think that's where the authenticity is really a big, big play because People buy into you for who you are, who you show, how you show up with. And then if they realize that, hey, this is just all fake, this is not who you truly are, like how, who you really perceive to be online, I think that can actually hurt your brand and hurt yourself as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a huge disadvantage when you're telling people what you think they want to hear rather than just telling them your truth. And, you know, it's, it's really a shame that a lot of people will sacrifice being authentic just for likes, just to be quote unquote social media stars or social media famous. And it it just doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you're able to tell people truly who you are, show up in a real relevant way and help them to unlock whatever problem they're dealing with. That's all that matters. People don't care about the fluff. They don't care about, you know, different ways you're going to try and impress them. Just be real. That's all people are looking for in in this 21st century. We're always on, always connected, and the world is getting smaller and smaller because of technology. You just have to be real because that's what people are looking for. It's what they're hoping for. It's what they're waiting for. And if other people are not being real, 
that's your opportunity to step up and shine because they will notice when they see someone that's real, that's being genuine, and they'll really be attracted to that. Absolutely. And I think that also helps you become successful a lot faster, mainly because people are really drawn to seeing the real you. Uh, I mean, I you know really take the filters off. I mean, like I said, I make mistakes. I, I, I don't edit them out. When I do my videos, when I post something, you know, I don't even redo the stuff. I just get it done and put it out without doing a whole lot of editing unless I really messed up really badly. <laughs> But I think, you know, if people see that you are also not perfect, I think the people are more drawn to you than if you look like you're super perfect, you don't ever make any mistakes, you've never gone through any challenges. I believe, I mean, I cannot relate to a person like that who doesn't make any mistakes. I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I say, done is better than perfect. And, you know, I must admit, I actually added this to my Twitter bio a couple of days ago that I'm a recovering perfectionist because I'm really, I've always just type A personality, high achiever. Okay. How can I do this? I want to do it right. I want to get it perfect. And you can overanalyze so much that nothing gets done. Mm -hmm. Yep. Been there, done that. Every single detail to be completely ironed out. It will drag you through weeks and months and years. And you'll look up and just wonder where did the time go? So I'm, I'm, totally embracing being a recovering perfectionist. And I do think that once you as a leader, as a coach, as the type of person that is helping to serve your clients beyond their fear and their doubts and their uncertainty, when they see you be real, they look at you as an example and they say, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And so that helps them to put their guard down. You're leading by example and you're really helping shepherd them through to show them the way that just being yourself is the best thing you can do for your business. Now going to, you know, talking about the branding, I mean, would you think it would be a wise decision to also maybe show like the behind the scenes, like where you do make mistakes or where, you know, like just kind of showing the, the behind the scenes kind of things? Do you think that would be beneficial in, in the branding? Well, there's a place and time for everything, Kay. So, you know, some of the behind the scenes things are great for Instagram, um, for stories, or even for like a vlog, if you have that type of channel um, on YouTube for your business. Um, but certainly, you probably don't need to necessarily add bloopers to your website on, on a separate page. So yeah. I think there's a place and time for it all, but there's definitely a way for you to authentically leverage who you are. And that's really just about being creative and finding a creative way to showcase that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I help all types of women, goofy women, women that are, are more serious, women that are calm and serene and very laid back and low key women that are super hyper and very energetic. And, you know, all of the different women I help, we identify specifically what is within them that is different from others, how they define themselves, and they can really share that in a really fun way with their audience. So maybe it's social media or maybe it's, you know, an email that they're sending out. But there's definitely a time and place to show the realness, the mistakes, the, the bloopers, the behind the scenes, and that's a crucial part of integrating that into your brand. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, well, thank you. Know, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for adding them. Now, do you have like your number one tip when it comes to personal branding? 
Number one tip. So when it comes to personal branding, the best thing I can say is that you should have passion for what you do. You have to have that level of energy, that level of enthusiasm. You should be consistent in what you're doing so that you can really showcase your story in, in a way that people will always know it's you whenever they're coming across your business or your brand and really just being authentic, being genuine. You've got to just be real. And so those are the three ingredients in a powerful personal brand, passion, consistency, and authenticity. I love it. I love it. And I think that's a great way to you know, come to the end. <laughs> so, uh, you know, do you have any, you know, I mean, if anyone would like to get a hold of you, if anyone would like to, you know, find out more about you or just kind of, you know, see, you know, what you're all about, where can people find you? How can they learn a little bit more about you? So my website has all of my information. It's my digital headquarters. You can go to distinctpersonalbranding.com. Just this week, I featured a new masterclass. It's available through my website. You'll see it on the homepage in gold. So you can click it and join the online masterclass. It's free. And I hope it'll really bless and enlighten your life and your business. Well, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. And also, you know, Deborah, I really appreciate, you know, you spending your time with me here, you know, for sharing all the great content. I mean, I think we shed some light on the whole branding and how important it really is and, you know, how big of a part it really is around your business. So thank you so much for being here. I definitely appreciate it. And I think I learned a couple of things too. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Kay. <laughs> And I also want to thank you guys again, you know, for being here, for tuning in, you know, for sticking with us. You know, I really hope you learned a lot today. I hope you walked away with some really good gold nuggets. I mean, make sure, you know, you, you uh, take her up for the, with the offer, like about the masterclass I and mean, the link will be in the, in the show notes. So make sure to go to abundantly-successful.com to learn more about, you know, Deborah, about, you know, what she does and also the links that, you know, about her social media and her website. So everything will be there. So make sure, you know, to check in over there. If you have any questions, Questions. If you would like any comments, you know, leave comments below. I'll make sure I pass it on to her. You know, like it, share it, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you would be notified of any upcoming uh, episodes. I mean, I still have so many more great, great experts, you know, scheduled, lined up. So you definitely don't want to miss that. So with that said, thank you so much for being here. I hope you have an amazingly abundant and successful day and I'll see you in the next episode.